0: imagine basically being jerked out of sleep that's what happened to me (laughs) the firefighters were playing with my life the gas line were playing with my life okay because I haven't slept in days and I really truly mean like I have I had not slept in days I finally got sleep I finally was able to fall asleep at 3 something a.m. according to my tracker only for them bitches to wake me up, <laughs> literally not even four hours after I fell asleep. It's so unfair. Life is unfair, and that leads me to <laughs> that leads me to today's episode. Um, and so, if you're new here, um, welcome to the K drama after party, where we talk. Well, where I talk. And give my opinions and thoughts about the K dramas I'm currently watching. So, again, reminder: this is an after party. So, if you've not been to the main party, I mean, if you've not watched the show, you're getting spoilers here. So, if you've watched it, then it's not a spoiler because you know what happened. And if you don't practically, if you don't care (laughs) to ever go back and watch the show, then yeah, yeah, let's 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 get into it together. I am. Excited <laughs> for today's episode. I'm excited primarily because I'm just happy that I'm doing this. Because I could be making an excuse to myself that I'm tired, that I'm exhausted. Uh, but I enjoy talking about K dramas, and even if it means I'm talking to the camera, through the camera through to you guys, that still fulfills me in a sense. So. That's why I'm excited because I'm here and I'm so excited for the editing process because I'm getting back into editing and doing editing episode one was so was so frustrating but also fun that I was actually really proud of my output, which is unlike me because I like to find flaws in everything I do and then it leads me not doing anything because if it doesn't come out perfect, I don't want to do it. Example A, I changed This setup. I moved it around. I had all the time in the world and I changed the setup three times. And I can already tell you by the (laughs) time you watch the next episode, this is probably going to look different. (laughs) Um, And so I'm trying to work on that aspect of myself. So baby steps. But the biggest step is that I'm here. I didn't find a fault in what I did in the last episode. I could always grow, I can always do better, but usually I allow my like, need for perfection in the things I output to get in the way of me actually didn't output in anything. So I am proud of myself. Shout out to my therapist. Them coins you're getting from me are all worth it. The coins I'm spending are all worth it, worth it. So before we get right into today's episode, grab yourself a drink of choice. That could be water, tea, juice, some alcoholic beverage uh, My drink of choice for today's episode Is uh, Grapefruit juice With a hint Of grapefruit soju um, And when I say a hint I really do mean like two shots But like it's flavored soju I'm okay <laughs> um, So let's get right into today's episode Now that we're all settled <laughs> So the first drama we're talking about today is the drama Agency. Um, So I watched episode one and two. uh, And so before we get into Agency, um, I'm just going to go through like we did in episode one of the podcast. We're going to name the characters. But I want to be very specific. We haven't seen everyone yet or they haven't really had an impact even if we did see them. So they're going to be characters that we're going to name later once they become they like have value <laughs> so we're just going to name the characters that like added value or were very present in episode one and two and so we're going to start off with the main character koa uh we're going to call her she's played by Ebo young we're going to call her <laughs> we're going to call her batman that's just what i'm feeling that's what we're doing so we're going with it i i i was kind of stuck between batman or go bus because go it's not necessarily a g it's like a kg in between there but i was like eh, batman primarily because it fit with <laughs> where i wanted to call another character so i was like i'll go with batman so we're gonna call um guayin the, char- the character the character we're gonna call her batman um the character kang hana we're gonna call her nepo baby Self-explanatory. It makes sense. It's technically what that character is. Um, and then we're gonna call the character Pak Yong We're gonna call him um, Nepo Baby's handler, but not. We're not gonna say that every time. We're just gonna call him handler. Let's just say handler. But when I say that, I just know I'm referring to own boy who is the, uh, Kang Hanna's handler. Um, and then we have ugh, we have the character Choi Tang Soo, um, who is the director of the planning division. Um, we're gonna call him Scarecrow, and then the character Han Byung Soo. Um, we're gonna call him Robin. So he's on the same team as um, the character Batman, and he seems to sort of be her like second in command, literally in title. Um, on their team, and also seems to be, um, kind of like has her back. So we're calling him Robin. And then we have, um, the, ca- <laughs> we have the character, Joe uh, Joe Njong, girl. Did I ever memorize what her name sounded like? I don't know. I'm going to call her Joe Ryder. <laughs> I know, it's, it's not very um, creative, but, again, this I've only watched two episodes, so there's only so much about the characters that I can know to then be able to sort of come up with a much better name. So Joe Ryder's name could potentially change later on um, in, in the season that we're in. Um, and then we have the character Jong Jae-un, um, the CEO of a game company that uh, our character Batman worked with, and we're going to call him Catwoman. What's that, what's that, uh, <laughs> what's that actress name from Disney Channel? That's what I want to do. My headset is, like, locking my face. But uh, we're going to call him Catwoman because um, Catwoman was Batman's, like, one of his love interests, even though they had beef. <laughs> um and then the last person we're gonna name is uh the character Kang Yong-ho who is a chairman of VC group um Kang Hana's dad we're gonna call him the Joker um ultimately he's the person that I got beef with <laughs> so we're gonna call him the Joker uh and now that we've named everyone we're gonna get right into my thoughts about the agency one and two <laughs> agency is a jtbc drama i believe i mentioned that in last week's pod episode uh, it's already completed uh i'm just getting around to watching it so it it was it aired on jtbc and you can watch it wherever you get your <laughs> your um your korean dramas frankly i'm watching it on high tv um using uh high tv (laughs) uh the subs are not perfect but they're better than having nothing so yeah don't expect perfect subs and you're gonna know what i mean if you ever watch this show via high tv you're gonna know what i mean by the subs are not perfect (laughs) but basically this is a workplace drama um with a hint of like featuring misogynistic and chauvinistic pigs uh, <laughs> and that's really what it is it, it's very it was very triggering uh <laughs> to to watch as a woman myself who works in the corporate environment now my life isn't like her i'm not dealing with chauvinistic pigs like that like regularly all the way to like people in power and my bosses at least not that i can't see myself that I can peep you know what I mean they could be (laughs) but they're doing a good job of hiding it um for the most part there are people you come across and you're just like "Eh." you. I can see through you and you're on the border you are tipping over there um so there are definitely instances like that that I have like at work but I've always seen, again, two episodes of the drama, so all of my thoughts are going to be based off of that. And there really isn't a lot, like, going on yet. So it's going to be really short. It's going to be really sweet. I spend more time doing this part than there is for me to have something to say about agency. So we're going to start with the – one of the biggest <laughs> concern I have. What I guess I wouldn't say a concern. Um, I work in a corporate environment, in a corporate world of sorts, and um, – well, not of sorts, it's a corporate <laughs> environment. And um when you are going to be promoted, I've been through that a few times, you get an offer. This is what they want to promote you, and this is what that promotion, this is the amount that promotion comes with, and this is blah, 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 blah. And you accept the offer. And by doing so, you also sign, accepting the offer that was presented to you. You don't just, they just don't promote you without your knowledge and without discussing it with you, without giving you an offer that you didn't accept. How could I have given her promotion? And homegirl had to find out from other people. How? (laughs) Like, she was promoted and she finds out on the internet. And she didn't even see the posts. Everyone else saw it before her. So I guess she, she didn't have no choice but to take the position. She had. I mean, granted, I'm sure she would have taken the offer, but I feel like that might have given them. Maybe she would be able to peep weirdness and awkwardness if they had actually talked to her about it versus just like saying, "This is it. She's that role now." and goodbye everyone, (laughs) so that was weird to me, but maybe VC planning, VC group does their own thing different, you just like, it's either you accept, or you leave the company, and so maybe that's, that's the vibes over there, Uh, but she's worked there for a super long time, but I should keep my comments myself, because I worked at my current company (laughs) a long time, so I, I, I should just stay away from that subject, um, and I, th- I think that like, I'm very interested in learning more about this character and seeing her backstory to what has led her to where she's she is right now. But I just want to say, um oh, girl, Miss Batman, she's going through a lot of pills. Now I'm gonna need y'all's you and y'all fr- your friends. You need to pick friends who who think about you. Because the fact that she's getting pills and the person that's giving her prescribing prescribing her these pills is her friend. Like, why are you not saying, hey girl, mm, let's let's see about getting you some help. Because the drugs ain't it. Like it's not it. It's just band-aiding a problem. So it's like, she ingests a lot of pills, and the scene where she finds out that her promotion is basically kind of like a ruse put together by um, the Joker to get Nepo Baby, basically an executive in the company, but didn't want to arouse the media, so they sort of plastered her temporarily, Batman, they made Batman temporarily the head just to kind of have that fanfare, so They get that out of the way, and they can slide in that baby. So I understand that being frustrating, and that ultimately kind of gets her into, like, an anxiety panic mode. And she needs her pills. Her pills are at home. So distraught, she gets behind the wheel of her car, clearly out of her mind clearly, like, not all together, driving like a crazy person. The po behind her, they're rolling through. You can hear them. She makes it to her house, takes her shoes off, goes to her pills, and she can't find them. And she can't find them. Why? Because when she got the promotion, she was so happy. She's like, I don't got no issues no more. Let me throw away all my pills. So do you know what she does? (laughs) I mean, you guys watched it. Homegirl went to the trash and was digging through the trash for her pills. The popo followed her home. Not just the popo, but her neighbors were watching her dig through trash for pills. And she sat on the floor to tear open this bag from the trash. Took out the pills, put it in her mouth. The fastest acting, fastest release medicine in the entire world kicks in. And she's talking to herself. And she takes her little thing, gets up, walk away. And the pulls her, police are like, are you are you okay, ma'am? I was like, excuse me. Now, we have the context as to why she's tripping out. But y'all don't. This woman got behind a wheel, endangered not only herself, but the people on the road. Got home, you watch her dig through trash, pull out a bunch of bottle of pills, and swallow them. And y'all just, you guys just let her go? You just let her go? No questions, nothing. We just, we just let it aside. I'm confused. Then why would y'all even follow her if you're not going to do anything? Like, what was, what would have been – what is the point? What is the point of following her if you're not actually going to do anything? Boy, bye. Um, but I think that the biggest – another thing for me, because I have a lot of biggest thing, is I do have a feeling that somebody was recording. So she was made the face of the company – right the one they announced that she was now a c-suite executive um they they put her on magazines they put her on the news she did shows she did articles um interviews xyz somebody's recording because i know for sure no offense i don't know what to say about me but if i was there i would record now i want to give it to someone nor will I post it or send it or sell it. I will I will sh- I will look at it with my friends. I won't send it to my friends. but I will for sure like in my presence, they can watch the video um, but I for sure would record and I whatever that says about me, I'll, I'll unpack it with my therapist in my next session. <laughs> yeah, if somebody recorded that, um, then it's most likely gonna come back to be used against her as she's trying to sort of have that big fight with the joker and the whole like toxicity and unfair plan that they have in regards to giving nepo baby a job but it brings me to a question that i that like i thought about as i was watching this drama so we're we're born into this world (laughs) not by choice we nobody chooses it, right? Now, I'm not saying you're giving the option, people won't choose it, but I'm just saying the reality is that two people get together, they do what they do, they harvest, <laughs> they get pregnant, and then they birth a baby. Now, that baby is forced into this world w- without his choice or her choice. Um, And so this baby is born, now there's a set of rules in the society they are born into that they didn't pick, they didn't choose. And in this set of rules, you have to basically constantly just live your life achieving things. When is the end? So your birth, not by choice, um, and you can't leave by your own choice. I mean, you can, but it's frowned upon. In some places, it's illegal. In some places, it is uh, against religion in some places like there are instances that d- that's meant to deter people from making the decisions, to take their o- to remove themselves from the world that they were n- they didn't choose to be born into and i'm not advocating that option i'm just saying that like as humans we don't really get to choose to come into this world and we can't choose without the negative stigma to leave the world that we didn't choose to be in but taking a step back from that, because that that's a very heavy topic, and I really wasn't planning on going that heavy. But taking a step back from that, um, you're born into this world. You start school, right? Um, you, you go into preschool or whatever the case may be, and then elementary school, and then middle school, and then what, There's this term, Americans, people that, go, that went to school? Uh, middle high i don't know and then you go to high school you're doing all this stuff you're going through preschool so you can make it to elementary school and then you're going through elementary so you can make it to middle school and middle school so you can make it to high school and then high school so you can make it to college now you're in college you're not done now if your next step is like oh i'm gonna go to medical school after um, college or go to like get my next like after bachelor or associates go phd or masters whatever that look like you're aspiring for the next step now you've done all that you now have a job right so whether you have a college degree or associates or bachelors or masters or whatever your next step and the reason why you're doing those things is to get a job right so now you get your job you're in this role now what now you're like okay let's take an example someone's a graphic designer you come into a role, you're a graphic designer. You've worked art all twenty five years of your life. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Um, all twenty four years of your life. Let's go with that. That sounds like a really good balance. When did people call, um, graduate college? Twenty three. Hmm. Let's go with twenty three. Um, I graduated college early not because i was a genius i just um was tall enough to start school <laughs> earlier than my mates or i had parents that wanted me to start school earlier so it's not necessarily a bragging thing but let's go with 23 so you graduate college at 23 start your job as a graphic designer great all of that work from birth to college as paid off because now you have a full-time job someone is paying you to utilize the skill sets that you learned in college or in school or vocational class or whatever you did that's not enough because now you want to be a senior graphic designer and then you want to be a a manager of graphic design then a senior manager then a director then listen senior your director and then you're just like continue so when is enough enough when do we feel like we we're good if someone asks the answer for that um comment down below send me a message I'm gonna understand when do we stop when is it like is it ever okay to just say okay I've hit my threshold of what I want to achieve in life And I just want to chill. Is that acceptable in an instance? Or do we always continuously from birth till we die have to be moving, have to keep aiming higher and higher? And like who, what is higher and higher, right? It's like, do I need to be the VP of sales? No. But what comes with that is more money, more status, also more responsibility and let me tell you i don't like responsibility <laughs> but like and then what then you're not satisfied right so like my thought process to take this back to agency is she did all of this stuff she's taking all this bill she's really putting her body through hell and i can't speak because i put my body through hell all the time from what i put into it and when i don't give it <laughs> but she's really putting her body through hell to get to be an executive. But she doesn't seem like the type of person that will be satisfied once she gets there. When she gets there, it's not like it's you just chill. She doesn't seem like that kind of person. She seems like she, w- she will continue to aspire for more. So, in essence, I just worry for a homegirl. <laughs> I just worry for her because that's a lot of pills. That's a lot of pills to be taken. Um, but I i can't wait to learn more of her ba- of her backstory and i assume the lady we saw in the, the ajuma in the restaurant is probably her mom well is is her mom um and so i'm interested to kind of like learning the backstory of not just the character ba- um not just of batman but of her mom too like what led her mom to the decision that her mom made right so like all of that stuff, I'm interested in kind of, like, watching and learning more about that. Um, if I was going to be honest, I don't know how I feel about the uh Hana, a.k.a. Nepo Baby's character. Because, yeah, sure, she's nice to her handler, uh, relatively, right? But she's okay with everything else that's happening and feels a little bit I don't know I don't know Uh, I don't know how I feel about her character I'm sure they're gonna try and make her be give her redemption or make her kind of come off like likable so we'll see but I am on the fence well let me rephrase that I am on the fence but like a more percentage of my body is on the other side of, like, oh, I don't like this character. <laughs> She's going to be a problem. So that's why I <laughs> mean by I'm on the fence. My foot isn't touching the other side of the ground, but most of my body is already on the other side. It just hasn't touched ground yet until I have more, like, information or sturdy ladders to then climb down and touch the ground. Um but, yeah, I, I don't know. The fact that, like, she's okay with uh, – or she appears to be okay with how her dad's moving, the way he's doing things, is a bit much. And she she seems like a rat, and I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Um, and <laughs> here I have in my note, um, imagine being a parent that screws someone over to elevate your, your child – Where are the lines drawn? I'm not a parent. I've never been one. And so I don't know, but I do know that it is okay to allow your children to earn and deserve what they get in life. And that's all I'm going to say there. If anyone feels otherwise and wants to argue with me as to why it's acceptable for parents to drag down, order people simply to give their kids a very comfortable life when the kid literally just wants it handed to them. If you have a rebuttal to that or you feel differently, uh I have to put a smile on my face because then it seems like I'm going to fight you. If you feel differently, I'm interested and willing to learn more about your thoughts and opinions and who raised you. (laughs) Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, I would never throw daggers at someone else's parents. Honestly, I was going to drop agency. Well, not, let me rephrase that. Not drop per se, but I wasn't sure if I wanted another like workplace drama to watch or if I was interested in watching that. I wasn't really sure. But the moment they effed my girl over, I was like, every single one of them. Every single one of them, get them. <laughs> so uh, i'm really interested in seeing how things play out with a very misogynistic chauvinistic environment and team members especially with with scarecrow being just ugh, ugh. and what's funny is i saw an article that apparently the actor that plays scarecrow looks like this is this has nothing to do with the character it plays <laughs> in the show. Looks like a mixture of V from the boy group, uh from the well, I guess they're not boys anymore. From the group um BTS. Bang Um I like saying that word. Um and L from um Infinite. And <laughs> I was like side eye. Said I, know they don't. But maybe, maybe I'm just unique. Maybe I'm just different, and I don't see it. I don't. Whoever wrote the article clearly just needed to meet some sort of deadline of delivery of s- a certain count of articles. That's all I'm gonna say. And it's not—it's not a dig, by the way, at the um, at the actor. Like, by no means um, is it a dig at Joe Sungha. Somebody, somebody, I'm not in the acting world. It's not a dig at him at all. I just don't. It's like someone saying a green chair resembles a yellow chair. The green chair isn't bad looking or ugly. It's just like it's green and the yellow chair is yellow. So I don't see resemblance. But if y'all yeah, do, then to each their own. <laughs> um, and that is all we have when it comes to agency for today. Um, I would love if you're watching this drama. Comment down below, or comment on my um, list Instagram post, and let me know what your thoughts are. Again, drama your homegirl, moi me. I've only seen two episodes, so don't don't get too funny. Don't move too funny. Don't give me no spoilers, okay? Give me your opinion, but be mindful of the spoilers. Thank you. Kamsahamnita. shesh. Oh, my gosh. Every time I try to do this, every time I try to do things in multiple languages, I can't make it past two or three. This is bad because I know more than that. <laughs> but I get camera shy. I get um, camera anxious camera shy is that what is that term um yeah and now we're gonna talk about Pandora beneath the paradise uh, before we get into what my thoughts were about the episodes I watched let's name the character and a reminder to my baddies out there I'm just naming the characters that we've been shown and have had a relative impact in the episodes I've watched as we get along and more characters come to play more we will name the ones that need to be named and the ones that don't need to be named we will name them we're gonna call the character Hong Te Ra we're gonna call her 50 cents yeah so genius. We're going to call the character Ko Heisu. We're going to call her, her first daughter. I know. I'm so genius. <laughs> um, and we're going to call the character Hong Yura. Hong Yura. We're going to call her side piece. It's self-explanatory. <laughs> and then we're going to call the character Jang De Jin. We're going to call him CEO Cheater. We might change that later. Um, not necessarily the, the cheater part because he is a cheater. Uh, but we might change that name later. But we're going to call him for now CEO Cheater. Um, and then we have the character Kim Son Dok. And <laughs> we're going to call her Headmistress. Yeah. 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 Oh, na, na, yeah yeah, But I have my money. I should release an album. (laughs) We're going to call the character Kusang Tan. Uh, We're going to call him Red's apa. Red is the chimpanzee that was brutally murdered. And no one is going to, well, I guess someone is going to jail for it. Uh, and then the character Pyo Jae Hyun, who plays the husband of 50 Cent, we're going to call him Mr. President. And Mr. Price for short. Uh, and those are the characters. Now let's get right into Pandora Beneath the Paradise, Episode 1 and 2. I watched this drama on Disney Plus using my trusty VPN um, because they don't offer it on my Disney Plus in the Americas. Uh, (laughs) Um, And girl, people, buddies, friends, this drama was exhausting. And it's only two episodes. It was. There's a lot going on, and frankly, I was exhausted by the time I was done with episode two. Um, I, like, my initial first, first thought was 50 Cent driving, so that scene where she's driving and then she gets panicked uh, by a dog that sort of comes out of nowhere, And uh, she almost runs the dog over and she's like freaking out. And then she's having sort of flashback to memories of a dog barking. And I just have to say, for people that know me in real life, you know that I have a fear of dogs. And we don't know where that fear came from. Because I had a dog growing up that I loved. And I remember But I don't remember the end. And I feel like that part of my unlocked memory might be why I'm afraid of dogs. (laughs) So I honestly could be in this drama. Maybe, who knows, someone trained me to be an assassin and I took out the president. anyone that would trade me to be an assassin and i turn out like this um failed at life is all i can say (laughs) um but i think i i mean that was like initially where i'm like oh okay so so she got she got some things going on but what I took from that scene was that for some reason she felt it appropriate to be watching her husband's presentation while she's driving on a road. She felt it appropriate to be distracted by that. The, the, the time and date of your husband's presentation didn't pop out of nowhere. So you could have planned accordingly. You could have either arrived at wherever you were going earlier so you can be seated to watch it. Or you should have stayed in your house, finished watching it, and then get on the road to go do whatever the heck you were trying to do. Nowhere should the answer be, I might just watch this in the car while I am the one driving the car. Girl, please. I, like, I went through steps. Like, I went through steps of, like, oh, side piece is her friend. Oh, side piece is her sister. Oh, side piece isn't actually a sister. It's just a random stranger that another random stranger paid for to pretend that side piece was related to Batman. But either way, before they sort of announced that side piece wasn't real, I first thought that side piece was Batman's friend, and I was like, "What kind of a friend?" Plots murder. I don't care what she says. I don't care if she's like, oh, uh, she was. She's trying to just reawaken memories you forgot. One, we know you're not doing that for her own good. You're doing that for selfish reasons. But most importantly, I could have died. You're not a doctor. You know what could have happened. So, in an effort to help me regain or to get me to regain regain my energy. You trip me, and I don't mean like oh, I'm just walking. And you, like you, legit from a high place, try to trip me so I can hit my head, and hopefully, that that like reawakens my memory as opposed to just like killing me or making me brain dead. It's just uh, I was like, that's not your friend. That's not your friend. And many of y'all keep friends around you that will for sure and do and are plotting against you. You should get that checked out. I don't know who does that, who would check it out for you, but you should have that checked out because that's not your friend. And then to make it worse, then they're like, oh, ania, 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 and I just thought that maybe I was just the older. No, that's allegedly her sister, which you find out later that that's not even her real sister because 50 Cent is not Hong terra. 50 Cent is 50 Cent. Um. <laughs> We don't know really 50 Cent's backstory, how she got there, but we know that she can fight, though she obviously hasn't fought for years, but apparently her muscle retention and her muscle memory is like A1, she remembered everything, like her body was moving so quick, she was beating up people, I was like, girl... I would have never guessed it's been years since you practiced or beat up or fought anyone. Now, we should all know better by now that if there's a townhouse community involved, there's some shenanigans. Just think of every drama that you've seen that has a townhome, townhouse community. And then just picture and imagine the chaos It's very makjang. It's like there. I can tell you for sure. There's cheating husbands. There's always cheating husbands, and blood. Someone's always killing someone. Someone's always dying, and it's always someone in that community that's responsible for it. So that's another sign for me that, like, I don't know how I'm gonna be with Pandora because it's given me sky castle it's given me paradise it's given me uh like uh, there's this other drama i can't think of the name um tell me mother something if i remember i'll I'll have it like pop up here on youtube um and while i'm editing i might come in as editing on me um and remember i want to i i know what drama i'm referring to and i don't know if many people have watched it but i will plug that in here um uh, but like they all have this in common and i love some aspect of this one drama that i can't remember i definitely finished watching that but i mean as we all know and i've said before i'm just not i wasn't jiggy with um Pandora is all i'm gonna say <laughs> but i will say this madam Lim is moonlighting in this drama as a director Where and we call her headmistress she's moonlighting as a director of uh um, of the psychiatric hospital and that's why she's not she's not coming through in taxi driver two because she she's booked and busy honey <laughs> she's booked She's booked and busy. Um, but I wanna understand what headmistress role is. Cause what does a director of a freaking psychiatric hospital do with training people to be fighters and killers? Like what is her influence? Because shouldn't you be helping people get psychiatric help? Why are you running your own mafia? <laughs> i don't get it i don't understand so there's like there's so much going on within this drama there's cheating right so the uh dojin aka ceo cheater is cheating on first daughter and what drives me mad is that like he was hosting a dinner party and he still took the time to sleep with side piece while he was hosting a dinner party. Where did they do that? Where do they do that at? And he, you know he has an inferiority complex against Mr. President. So that's definitely going to come into play as we watch this drama. Or at this, as this drama unfolds. He's going to have like a moment where he starts behaving and moving funny and not funny haha funny like i can't wait till someone like gets like he's going to be doing the most because that inferiority complex i can smell it i can sense it and shout out to his parents for continue to remind him that uh he ain't shit so that way he, they can continue to create this environment where he then becomes even more of a toxic person. Shout out to parents who um, traumatize their own kids. <laughs> At the end of the day, first daughter needs to divorce CEO Cheater. Um, but again, I've never been married, so I don't know what the process is like and how easy or not easy it is. So, But she definitely, he doesn't deserve her. And she don't need him. She's smart. She's intelligent. She's not getting particular like love from him. So it's like, what? Why is he around then? Um, why? <laughs> um, but I think that I'm the most sad for uh, first lady, first daughter, primarily because when she finds out that Fifty Cent is. The person so far that killed her dad, who was a sitting president, it's gonna break her because of how close and like how close she is with 50 Cent. And so I'm not looking forward to that, but I'm sure they're gonna later on explain away why it appeared that 50 Cent was the one that shot and killed the president. They're so probably going to be, like, actually wasn't her or she was, like, drugged or something to sort of take away from the fact that, like, she did, in fact, get up in there, uh, had a gun and shot them. Um, and so I'm I'm nervous for that, like, unraveling on the end of uh, first daughter finding out someone she really cares about, like, killed her own, killed her father. Um, and... Ahangira just disappearing. I'm not really sure. I feel like she might be dead somewhere. <laughs> That's bad. She she must have been like murdered somewhere, but it doesn't appear so because the people that she kind of that paid her to uh, falsify um, Fifty Cent's Live came looking for her. So clearly they might not know. But with the way there's so many things going on, there might be a twenty fifth enemy who's plotting in the dark. <laughs> um, I don't know why and what triggered mr president to then decide that he was gonna run for presidency um but all i know is that if things unfold by his wife that's gonna affect him winning this like presidency who's training a bunch of young people to be hired fighters assassins in a psychiatric hospital headmistress Like, what is this for? What is the purpose? Why are we doing this? And how did you get into (laughs) into this world? And most and foremost, most and foremost, most importantly, where is 50 Cent's brother? Because apparently she has one. And headmistress knows where that one is. So I'm sure that brother is going to come and kind of show himself to be um to be another character that comes into play sometime in the season and I don't know frankly there's just like a lot going on there's so many different storylines so many different plots to follow and frankly exhausted um but I'm gonna watch the next two episodes I will not be watching more than that at a singular time because it just feels very content-heavy, and I just, I can't hang. I Like, I would be so hungover. <laughs> I can't hang at all by any means, but I did overall enjoy it. It just really was, um, it was exhausting to, <laughs> to watch. Um, and I might not finish it. I just want to keep prefacing that, and primarily because it just feels like, there's so much going on, and I just don't want to have anxiety about all of the different storylines and the things that could go wrong with them, so I don't know, we'll we'll see, but that was Pandora, Beneath the Paradise, Um, and I give it a, I'm not going to rate it yet, I'm going to rate it after we watch episodes three and four, and just give it like a current rating of the drama and that's all now we're gonna talk taxi driver two <laughs> uh, and a really brief reminder as to our characters we have kim doki we're calling taxi driver um ceo jang we're calling him <laughs> ceo jang the character kim go Eun, we're gonna we're calling her queen hacker um, we have the two mechanics. Uh, the older mechanic, we're calling him Long Hair Goo, but I am tempted to call him Curly Hair Goo, but we'll discuss this next episode. And then um, the other mechanic is Assistant Jin. And then we have the new driver on the Rainbow Taxi Company, um, Jun, who we're calling Newbie. And I think we've got a gist of main core characters so just a reminder that that's what those names are and that's who those characters are as we get into unfolding episode 5 to 8 of taxi driver 2 first things first um in episode 5 and 6 they work the real estate and child adoption case and i just want to say when they almost ran over the girl they almost hit the girl um the first thing that came to mind was like oh I was like homegirl is tiling am I the drama because why did I not notice that she was disheveled and I just thought that she was like yeezy pied I just thought she just came out <laughs> of a yeezy photo shoot um but I think that <laughs> that was a necessary comment to make but I felt like I needed to make that because I certainly it was in my head and it Has been in my head since I watched it. Um, But I think the most important thing I practiced while I watched episode five to six was really just like looking away. Because what's that one um, TikTok sound? What is it? Uh, I can't see, I'm blind, blind, blind. Honestly, guys, I should release an album. Um, there were definitely a lot of flaws or plot holes in the episode five and six. I think that the most important flaw for me was that I'm still very confused as to this scam. <laughs> like, the how the scammer is benefiting from this very, like, over-the-top scheme. So you get someone and a couple who is very interested in buying a home but can't necessarily get traditional financing or wouldn't necessarily be able to get approved for it. So they partner with the scammer who they they truly think isn't a scammer. Um but I feel not guilty for you because the way that he tells you to go about doing this is by pretending that you have a kid and lying to the government and you don't ask questions as to where these kids come from. I don't feel sorry for you that you got scammed because it was right in your face. As, like, it wasn't doing anything legally. And you don't think you're getting scammed? <laughs> you don't think there's a chance that you might be getting scammed? So he gets kids from unmarried women because they're still very much so a stigma around being pregnant and not having a husband and being unmarried, okay? Not even just being straight-up unmarried and having a baby. It's just, not like, frowned upon. Um, and so they take the babies from them and then use them as a prop to create fake families with these people who are trying to buy a home. And then everything gets signed off of the bank and blah, 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 and the home is now under the scammer and the parent slash people who are trans by a home are now paying for a home they don't i don't i don't know it's so confusing and maybe this is a layer of like i don't live in korea and i like i haven't tried to like But, like, I don't know how things go in that way and in that process. So maybe that's why I didn't get it. But I still, I mean, when they explained I was like, oh, that makes sense. But at the back of my mind, it didn't make sense. And I didn't know why I was lying to myself. Because I was the only one present when I was watching it. So there was no need for me to lie to myself. It didn't make sense. I didn't like the fact that there were instances where she was going about by herself with no supervision. Or even if she had supervision, like, it was like they didn't hide her and like there are people looking for her I don't know it just was like yeah someone's looking for someone there's a big scammer who's scamming people and using kids and getting them locked up and you allow her work like to roam freely I'm not saying to, to keep her in a cage but until the case is solved she should not be going anywhere by herself is all I have to say the biggest issue I had with episode five and six is that when the scammer dude sets the shelter where he kept the kids, where he usually has the kids, when he setting them fire with taxi driver in it, I almost said 2D, 2 Tone. Quinn Hacker, Long Her Goo, and the Assistant Jin arrive at the location. They see the place on fire, and they see also the scammer and his bodyguard, um parent to be loading up kids to the car so clearly they have to protect the kids they have to follow the kids and i get that like totally i love kids kids are the best and i realized that that probably sounds like a hint of sarcasm but there isn't um however they were debating between saving the kid or saving saving taxi driver and all i could think about is this three of you mother effers one of y'all could have left the car and go help taxi driver because at the end of the day, like all three of them going and chasing after the, uh, the, ca- the car with the kids did not make the process faster because they didn't find the kids until taxi driver got there. So all three of them being there did not make anything happen differently. So one person could have gone out of the car and help taxi driver out. And they chose to just all leave him. And I don't know if it's because of this plot, like because Taxi Driver is a one-man one man army. That's why we don't feel like he needs to be helped. That's why we don't feel like if he's in a burning building, someone should stop and help him. So uh, that one was, it was hard for me to overlook that one um and so if anyone has any context and rebuttal i love a good rebuttal um as to why it didn't make sense that what i'm saying it doesn't make sense that they all should have left it wouldn't have made sense for someone to stay i would love to see how your brain is processing that thought there's a hint of judgment in that statement and how i said it but maybe there is something that i'm not thinking about or i'm missing um and so I would love to know. So comment down below and let me know if I'm missing something and there's a reason why um, one of them couldn't just stay, get out of the car and stay and help taxi driver versus all of them just leaving him. So if someone has any thoughts about that, let me know. (laughs) Um, And also... There are instances, like, overall, those are all the, like, flaws and plot plot holes, but there are instances where when I end up watching episode seven and eight, it made me realize what I felt was missing episode five and six, which really is, like, an organized, well-thought-out plan. It felt like they didn't really think it through. They were making tons of mistakes that, like, was rookie behavior, and I'm just like, what is this? Like, why are we, like, what's happening Because why are you guys not aligned (laughs) in what you're saying? Like, why aren't you guys prepped? So it feels like it feels out of character that they handled certain things in the episode five and six than they did in seven and eight. Um, And I. Guys, I feel like. Season one was definitely different from season two. Season one was more greedy, more dark. But, guys, they had they all had trauma. They were filled with trauma in season one. And they all mostly got to work through the trauma or revenge or revenge, the things that traumatized them or caused trauma. And they're healing. So, like, it's okay for them to work less greedy cases, right? And, like, also, also... They almost got, like, imprisoned. So they have to go about it a different way in how they're doing their revenge. But foremost and more importantly, they worked the, uh, in Episode 7 and 8, it was like a religious cult case. If you're looking for a in-depth, full-depth in story and breakdown into the potential terrible, gross, grotesque instances and situations and things that happen in a very dangerous cult, go on Netflix, go on Hulu, go on whatever, go catch a documentary. On this drama, we're going to let them be happy. We're going to let them have fun because they had so much going on in season one. And so all this to say. Episode seven and eight, I laughed so much. I enjoyed it so much. The tone is different. There was a little bit of exaggeration in some of their plans, but like it fit it fit the whole theme of the episode where it's just like over the top, almost a bit far-fetched. But it fit. It made sense. And and I I just long hair goo and assistant Jin, carried. They carried on the episode. Where Longer Goo, who was playing the like assistant to Priest, which is a character taxi driver, kind of dawns on to work that case. And when he was throwing salt at the cult leader, I could not stop laughing. Like it was so funny. And I don't know why. Um it's not like the funniest nephew in the entire world, but it was funny nothing beats <laughs> this comment on viki where someone was like <laughs> someone said the cult leader's head was shaped like a slice of bread and i don't know why that stuck to me and i giggled so loud because when you imagine like a loaf of bread for any ninja babes are out there uh, when you get like that aiga bread and it's like squished and then you like slice it down. <laughs> like that slice that has like that the squished corners. <laughs> That's what I pictured and for some reason aligned. it like I could see it. and I had to pause and have a laugh fit and I'm it's easy to make me laugh. I'm easily um, amused um, at things. And so that LOL. L O Mother F and L. But I think that like I truly, truly, truly well no I think. I know. I truly enjoyed episode seven and eight. The case itself um isn't anything new. Um, like that I haven't kind of seen in the K drama world, but really in the world in general. So um and there's our new there's our Netflix documentary on a cult or religious Cult um, <laughs> in Korea. Um, I haven't seen it because anyone that knows me knows I don't watch documentaries. Um, I don't want to be made aware of the realities of life. <laughs> I like to live in the fake realities, um, and that's where I like to reside. That's my zip code. I was gonna say zip code. Yeah, let's go with that. That's my zip code, guys um pretend nothing is happening and just live in a made-up world that's why i'm seeing someone and getting therapy (laughs) um overall enjoyed now no 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 guys let's talk about the elephant in the room and that is new mother effing B newbie is exactly what he appears to be a baddie and not in a good way (laughs) he is shady questionable and i still say my entire reach from episode one of the pod where um last week's episode where i say that like maybe newbie is the son of the ceo of udata I'm sticking with that until someone makes it very clear that I need to, like, redirect my path. So that's still possible. But I was right. Now, what was I right about, guys? In last week's episode, I said this potentially could be when they killed the the popo guy from the Vietnam kidnap case, I said this potentially could be one of many legal businesses are operating to help fund and roll-up to one corp, one org, one col- conglomerate, most likely something to do with a politician, and they are funding his whatever, um, and there's no way Popo was the only person that was his operations, because kind of similar to corporate world, he probably had someone he reported to, who reports someone, there's someone main, main boss on the top. And I was right, and the reason why I am right is because newbie alluded to the Vietnam case being disrupted, the Vietnam business being disrupted by um, the Rainbow Taxi team impacted their business. The skimming thing impacted their business. And on top of that, the Young Story Village case where the scammer guy, was like going around being a trot singer and scamming elderly people. He had the song that he was singing. And Yubi was singing that song when he was in the taxi. He is involved and connected to all these things. And we saw him murder and poison someone. <laughs> just, just wanna, just want to throw that in there. We saw him murder and poison someone. I say all this to say newbie is not the main main boss because don't nobody talk to main main boss the way that dude was tell talking to him talking about um you're like you're sort of like you're messing up or whatever the case may be when it appeared that they were recording their meeting or their discussion they looked like peers. So somebody is the main, main boss. And it would be so fulfilling if somebody is Madam Lim. Lim Bokja, if it's you, say hi, hi, Captain. Again, she's a bad guy. But I would love for her to come out to be, like, the bad guy. Like, I want her to have increased and improved and got, gotten better since two episodes ago (laughs) when um taxi driver was able to use her to get what he needed unless she was playing a role we will never know but if newbie is going to be the main boss i i it doesn't fit for me and it would be another big mouth scenario so there has to be somebody else but all in all i'm glad the taxi driver knows that newbie's up's no good but he kind of i mean the questions he was asking the way he was saying it i'm like I didn't even have to be taxi driver and be able to, like, pick up on things to be like, yeah, man, dude's moving weird. <laughs> dude's moving weird. By peeps, taxi driver always kind of, like, looking at him. But, like, though his expression didn't show that he was, like, onto something, his expression kind of showed a bit of interest that was, like, intriguing. So I felt in my soul, or more so was hoping – that somebody knew, because I didn't want them to be taken by surprise by a newbie. But I also know that that means that, like, it's episode eight, right? So we're halfway through if it's a 16-episode drama, which I do not know. <laughs> but if it's a 16-episode drama, we're halfway through. So things are going to start getting, like, interesting. Because they're going to keep working more cases, and those cases might continue to impact this org. And it is an organization or mafia, because they have – similar gaudy looking ass rings and we've seen them on at least three people so there there is an organization and they signify themselves by that ring and i freaking hate that ring it gives me nightmare i'm just kidding i'm dramatic it doesn't give. i don't think i've actually thought about it since i watched it until now but there's i'm excited to see but i also know that this there's going to be sort like a lot of like difficult times where I have to potentially watch the members of the team potentially be at risk. And not because they're working at kids, but because they're working at kids while also fighting off people, uh, organization that's working against them. Um, and I saw the preview for episode nine. I didn't see it fully. I saw some of it. It's going to be in episode nine <laughs> um <laughs> I'm sorry if that sounded awful um I'm excited I love me I love me now I'm gonna mean like I re- I love him um and it brought me so much joy to see him so I didn't finish the entire trailer because I just I just was like I'm just gonna watch <coughs> I'm just gonna wait to watch the episode. Um, And so, I'm excited to see him. Um, I don't know in what capacity he's going to be um, playing, but I think I know what character he's going to come in as. I think I have a guess. I'm going to keep this one to myself because... I haven't finished the drama yet. <laughs> I have like three more episodes. I haven't finished it. And I think it's because I also don't want it to end. So, but I think I know what character is coming. We'll be cameoing in episode nine of Taxi Driver. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I i am loving this drama. It's it's not like season one, but I'm enjoying it non- the less. And that's all the dramas I watched this week. But let's go ahead and rank them in current ranking in how I'm enjoying this drama, <laughs> the dramas I'm watching. Taxi Driver is number 1 of on my list of like top enjoy. Um and if I wasn't keeping consistent with filming this podcast, I would definitely be watching Taxi Driver regardless. Um, Agency is number two, and then Pandora beneath the Paradise is number three. And honestly, it's mostly because there's just it's just so much that like I could see myself watching more episodes of Agency in one sitting than I could see myself watching more episodes of Pandora in one sitting because it's just it's giving exhausting, <laughs> and and I I just can't I cannot um thank you so much for listening and now let's talk about the Korean music of the week um this is a song that I've been listening to a lot a lot and I don't know (laughs) if I can have this play us out the rest of the episode but we are gonna find out um it is Rova Mr. Rover, Rover, Rover. I'm coming over, over, over. Um, Rover by Kai of EXO. Oh, I cannot freaking stop listening to that song. It's so catchy. Like, if you're just looking to just vibe out, listen to something catchy and fun, that's what you should listen to. And watch the, like, dance challenge. I can't do it. I tried. It's not for me. But I love a human that can dance. Automatically makes them more attractive to me. But also, side note, <laughs> I love a human that has a voice. For some reason, I have a thing for, like, a really deep bass voice um and one of these episodes we're gonna talk we're gonna go through uh, (laughs) k-trauma actors that are (laughs) my type um I am laughing because I am flashing back to a conversation I had um with uh, two of my friends like I think maybe two weekends ago um, like a random call, and we were doing like a oh um x y z versus x y z and and I was being bullied because of this one actor that I was like it's that I have a theme for that actor and they were just bullying me and so I just like I just chuckle uh, <laughs> when I think about that um, I'm gonna expose myself on this podcast about that one particular actor I'm not ashamed. High key, just low key. <laughs> I'm not actually ashamed. It's just what? It's just what? I don't know. But yeah, anyways, um Rova Kai, love it. You should check it out if you haven't heard it. But like, honestly, you've probably heard it. If you watch K dramas and listen to K pop in any essence, you have heard it unless you were living on the rock the last week and a half um then if you were this is your time to come out and go check it out and i realized that like i actually i'm not like a super super giant fan of exo of (laughs) exo um but i know a lot of exo songs um as a vip for life that's who i stand and that's who i stand only um (laughs) i stand minority minority they're minor stances that i give other people um i don't stand exo but i know a lot of exo songs um but more importantly i was surprised how many kai songs i know um i guess i like his music unlike what got seven hey agashis um i like got seven i loved watching them like watching the variety stuff I thought Jackson was funny. I thought Jackson was funny in Roommate. Um, and I like their like older stuff. And even their newer stuff. Um, Before their disbandment. I can't remember the name of the song they did post-disbandment. Um, but, I've God 7 stuff, but I liked Got7 stuff. But I can't check out Jackson stuff. Like, it's... I don't connect to it. So... But he's an artist in his own right, and he's doing really dope and cool stuff. It's just not for me, um, and maybe I, if I give it the time of day, it would. But like, I need you to come to me. I, I can't come to you. I, I'm barely sleeping. <laughs> I need you to like pull me, get my attention. Um, and so it's that's why it's interesting that I've really enjoyed a lot of Kai solo stuff. Um, and yeah, that's the Korean music of the week. I. the the replay button on that song for me broke (laughs) next week we're going to be talking about taxi driver 9 to 12 i'm probably the most excited about this because i get to see nam Min and we're getting closer to the end so there's going to be more anxiety inducing scenarios and though i should avoid those it makes me intrigued um and then we're gonna watch episode three to four of agency and depending on my time and availability week I could end up watching more and then for um Pandora Beneath the Paradise I'm only gonna be watching episode three and four even if I have time I will not endure more um, <laughs> no hate no beef that's just tea um, <laughs> And then there are going to be some announcements that I will be making on next week's podcast of new things that are coming. Um, and until then, though, until then, people, follow me on Instagram, follow me on TikTok, follow me on Twitter. But like, I'm not really posting into anything on Twitter because I'm still learning how to do the Twitter. Um, but follow me really honestly on Instagram and TikTok, and then we'll talk more about Twitter as time goes by and I learn how to do it and I figure out my password to the account I created. <laughs> well, guys, it's been fun. Thank you for coming to today's after party. Um, hopefully it was a fun party for you. And if it was, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, comment, give us a star rating wherever you're listening to the podcast. Do some. Do something, okay? Uh, now, with that being said, I'm going to go watch Love is Blind, season four. Um, and that's how I'm going to, like, close out the rest of my of my evening. And I will see you guys at the next after party next week. Don't be late. Be here on time next week, Tuesday. An episode will be live by 5 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. When you wake up, as far as you don't wake up earlier than 5 to 7 a.m., it will be on your podcast channel well my podcast channel um on the youtube and uh where you get your podcast and so and i will be seeing you guys later (laughs) what is that i don't know bye (laughs)